Hey y'all, welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations, a podcast where I have intimate conversations with women of color on my couch. Today, my guest and I will discuss entrepreneurship, being introverted, and Masika, child. Um, (laughs) I'm your host, Jasmine W., and my guest today is a producer and co-owner of a production company here in LA called BED Productions, also known as Bed Productions. She has her master's degree in film Film and television, and has worked on major networks like NBC, CBS, and BET. Please welcome my very special guest, Brittany Dixon. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have Brittany, y'all. She's a complete boss. Okay, you can follow her on Instagram at Brittany M. Dixon, but it's spelled B-R-I-T-T-N-I-M-D-I-X-O-N on Instagram. So I love your background, girl. Oh, this is in her production studio. We are here at BED Productions. I love it. It looks so good. How are you doing today? I am really good. You know, I had an issue with parking. You know, I'm downtown. Mm-hmm. Always an issue, but I was like, you know, what? I'm not going to let it rain on my parade. <laughs> parking man, you're not about to get me today. So you- I'm, I'm blessed. I'm having a great day. That's good. And one thing about Brittany, honey, follow her on Instagram. She's always snatched and put together, honey. You will never find a day where Brittany is not looking bomb and beautiful, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You know, I was just talking to somebody about that, and I was like, you know what? It's the Gemini in me. I can't help it. And my mom is the same way. She's a Gemini, too. So, like, I was telling somebody when I was little, she would have me paint her toes while she's walking out like oh touch up my feet and oil my leg and make sure I'm good like it's just I don't know what it is like I'm always I'm a perfectionist with myself yeah now Brittany you're a Gemini are you crazy you know what um I've never heard that before (laughs) (laughs) I can't deal with Brittany uh (laughs) Well, y'all know we always start the episode off with a quote of the day. Um, And you know this quote, Brittany, because you chose it. And it is, I want young women of color to see themselves in my work and say to themselves, I can be anything. I can be the princess. I can be the CEO. I can be whatever I want to be by Deborah Martin Chase. What does this quote mean to you? Like, why did you choose it? You know what? I chose it because, first of all, I really admire Deborah Martin Chase. Uh, She is a pioneer and a trailblazer in the film industry. And she's someone that I look up to. She's a boss. She's a businesswoman. She's a producer. And I think it's just a reminder for myself, you know, that I can be anything. I can do anything that I put my mind to and just to not limit myself and black women in general shouldn't limit themselves because of whatever society has put out that we are boxed us in as this one thing we're so much more than what we see in the media and I think it's important to put out positive images of ourselves and I just admire Deborah Chase for doing that. Yeah, I was actually just thinking about you, like calling you a boss. And when people think about what it means to be a black woman in the media, I think Brittany is a a perfect example of how our stereotypes aren't true. She's poised. We're not always given the image of being poised. She's intelligent, 
gorgeous, down to earth, not stuck up. You know what I mean? So I think you do really do break the stereotypes that not only women are given oftentimes, beautiful women, but even black women are given. So I think you're I think you're accomplishing the goals there when it comes to setting new standards. Thank you. Um, And speaking of that, okay, so you, with a few of your friends, started BED Productions, your own company. You quit your jobs in corporate America to start your own business. So, like, how did you even begin to, like, get on that journey? The journey, that is correct. It's a journey. And you know what? It's something that I've always wanted to do. I had on my vision board that I wanted to own my own production company like for years and so this is really a dream come true um we all start so i work with um my it's myself Brittany, emmanuel j davis and dicey who you know she's also a comedian um so we all met working at a production company called flipped out entertainment in culver city and there was just a lot of things going on i feel like we weren't in control and the three of us were very talented and we are all bosses in our own right. And we knew what we wanted and, you know, we were very creative and a lot of the shows that they had um, for investing. So they were a film investment fund. Mm -hmm. And so they were looking for shows to fund or films and they were telling us what percentages we would get for our projects. It was very low and and not fair. And we felt like, you know what, we have the sauce, you know, we're young, we know what we're talking about, we're creative, we can do this on our own. We don't need to be under the umbrella of a huge corporation, so why don't we come together and start our own production company and find funding for our own films and TV shows and then also produce content And so we actually got into producing podcasts and what made us different is that we would treat the podcast like TV shows. So we would plan everything out and really produce the shows and our hosts would come in and not have to worry about anything. They would just come in and be ready to talk. The guests would be booked. The cameras would be ready to roll. The scripts would be written out for them. The product placement would be there. And so that's how we really started gaining um, residual income and we were able to get our space in downtown LA based off of the podcast that we were producing. And we're continuing to do that and continuing to produce content during coronavirus, which has been crazy. Well, shout out to uh, BED Productions. If y'all don't follow them, you can find them on Britney's Instagram, of course, but you can also uh, find them on BED Productions on Instagram. I work with them. I uh, enjoy writing with them on some of their content. So that's how I know Britney. And it's just fun to work with other people of color, black people who we listen to each other's vision and like play off of each other's creativity. So... And I love it. Like, I'm so glad Dicey introduced us to you. And you're a really talented writer. And we're just so blessed to have you, you know, working with us. And I consider you to be a friend as well. And I just really, really enjoy the time that we've been able to grow and like learn each other, learn each other's working styles. And I feel like we have produced or we're producing some really great content. And I can't wait to get it out to the world. Yeah, me too. I'll see you tomorrow, girl. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. My first question for you, Renee, what is your favorite Deborah Martin Chase movie? Okay, so my favorite, there's a couple because she's produced Cheetah Girls, which I love, 
Oh my gosh, because I, I grew up watching Raven. Um, but my absolute favorite is Cinderella with Brandy and Whitney Houston. And Whoopi yes, it's a classic. I'm a 90s kid. I love Brandy so much. Like in the 90s, like my first CD I ever had was Brandy. Yes. Um, I want to be down. It's still my favorite song. <laughs> like just to see a black princess was just everything. And I feel like she, Deborah Chase, was so ahead of her time in the 90s. And we still haven't seen that today. You know, yeah. the only princess I can think of is Princess Tiana, Princess and the Frog. But she was a frog the majority of the movie. So, girl, was she? I never even seen it. You haven't? No, she was a frog the whole movie, child. She was a frog the whole movie. The whole movie. In the beginning, she was herself, and then she got turned into a frog, and then she was herself at the end. And the prince, I don't even know what he was. He was like racially ambiguous. Yeah. And they're in New Orleans. I'm like, they couldn't find a black prince. Okay. But yeah. Maybe he was Creole, child. (laughs) He could have been. I don't think so, though. (laughs) But it, yeah. So it was just, to me, it's a timeless classic movie. And Whitney Houston is just so angelic and inspiring in that movie. I love the colorblind casting. I feel like it just gives hope to other, you know, young Black women that, like, her quote is, you can be the princess. And yes. Girls need to see those images of themselves on screen. It's so important. And I'm just, it makes me sad. Like, why isn't there any other princess movies with a Black lady today in 2020? I know. There hadn't been one that I can think of since, you know? Yeah. I will say that that movie, it impacted me a lot. I really searched for women who looked like me, girls who looked like me growing up. And Brandy, I'm I'm so in love with Brandy. I've always loved her because she was one of the first people that I saw and actually looked like me. Yeah. So when I saw her as a princess, Girl, I used to watch that movie every day. I used to walk around the house singing, impossible, like literally. Me and my sister had it on VHS. We would watch it every day. We would sing all the songs. Shout out to Mr. Kristen. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That was our movie. That movie was so good. Um, All right, well, y'all know we always ask random questions, but first we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking about what you wanted to be when you were little and how you navigate being introverted in the workplace. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey y'all, welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. I'm here with my special guest, Brittany Dixon. Don't forget to follow her on Instagram at B-R-I-T-T-N-I-M Dixon. Um, And we are talking about some random questions. So Brittany, do you remember what you wanted to be when you were little and how have you changed or how has your aspirations changed now that you've grown up? I feel like they've kind of always been in the same realm of creativity and like film and stuff. So Like, I grew up watching movies all the time. It was such a huge part of my childhood. But I really thought I was going to be an artist. But then I realized I didn't really know how to draw (laughs) very well. Um, And my parents 
really wanted me to be a reporter, like at a young age. I don't know, it's because I told on everybody. I told everything. So they're like, yeah, this is my little reporter. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to be an artist. And then that kind of transitioned into being a writer. I read um, The Outsiders in fifth grade. And I was like, oh my gosh, I could write novels. And then it kind of just transformed into, I want to be a film director because I love Steven Spielberg movies and I loved adventure and like fantasy. And so I didn't have a camera and I would have my friends act out scenes and I would just like direct them, but I didn't have a <laughs> camera. <laughs> so you were just bossing your friends around and telling them what to do. Pretty much, yeah. I've always been like that. like. My, my grandma has pictures of me like pointing at people, telling them what to do. That yeah. is hilarious. So funny. So yeah, that's, I feel like it's always been something creative, but it just kind of evolved into like wanting to be a part of filmmaking. And I think for me, producing is, I like to be in control and produce yeah. is where you get to be in control more so being a, a director you're following you you're taking direction from the producer you have to deliver for the you know the producer and the company the studios so yeah. being a producer I just feel like you get to be more in control and take charge and I get to tell people what to do is there anybody in the industry right now that you would just love to work with oh my gosh yes Lena Waithe I would love to work with her. I feel like, you know, the script that we worked on together, me and you and um, Dicey and Emmanuel, I think she would love that script. Yeah. And I would love the opportunity to work with Lena Waithe and possibly pitch some shows to her. I think that she's also a pioneer and she's a very strong Black woman and I respect yeah. her so much and I think she's so creative and talented. I would love to work with her. I would love to work with Lena Wave too. She's dope. She is. Okay. Well, my next random question is, I said that you were introverted. I said, what's your advice for women who are introverted in the workplace and still want to be heard? Do you consider yourself introverted though? You know what? I feel like I can be, but then it's like a lot of people tell me, like, I don't think you're introverted. Once I, like they get to know me, yeah. it's like, been totally different I always hear all the time I thought you were quiet you're not at all so, <laughs> I don't know it, I, I feel like I can be introverted at times so one of the it, things that I would tell other introverted women in the workplace is to really practice putting yourself in roles of leadership positions because it gives you an opportunity to step out of yourself and you don't have to like a lot of extroverts to me are kind of loud or you know over talkative like once you're in that leadership role people know like you're the go-to I have to listen to you you're the project lead you're in charge of this department so really practice just um, stepping out into those leadership roles that really help bring you out of your shell yeah um, also I would say give yourself breaks because I know sometimes when things are chaotic I like to go take a quick walk, come back into the office, regroup, refresh. And then, you know, a lot of introverts too, like myself, are problem solvers. We're thinking, we're in our heads. Yep. Those analytical skills and those problem solving skills to reach your goals. I think that 
because we're always thinking there's a lot you know write it down and then present it and people respect you a whole lot more because you're getting straight to the point like all this talking is going on you're hearing the problems you're writing it down you're coming up with solutions and you'll be able to present to that and get straight to the point and I think that's what people appreciate about me is that I get to the point. I'm like, look, this is what it is. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to get there. And just, we don't have to do all the fluff and all the talking. It's just, let's get the job done. You know? Yeah. That's actually why me and actually my husband, we prefer like engineers, people who are problem solvers, like typically engineers are typically more introverted. They're problem solvers. They're not gonna be here t- telling you, boosting your self-esteem, honey. We're here to f- solve the problem, you know? And it's just easier to work with people like that because they get straight to the point. Um, but one thing I found from working in HR is when you are introverted, it's hard for people to imagine you in a leadership position because you're not loud. So how have you found yourself in leadership positions? Was it just bringing solutions, being problem solver, getting straight to the point? Was that how people saw value in the work that you did? The way that I put myself in leadership positions is that I, so if I know there's a meeting, like I practice beforehand, like a whole lot. Like I like to be an overachiever and fully prepared so I can just kill it and be on point. And they're like, okay, she knows what she's talking about. So I feel like a lot of the times if you're quiet, they're thinking like, maybe you don't know what you're talking about, or maybe you don't know certain things, but no, it's like being strategic about what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, so that's how I've been able to find myself in leadership positions is just being very strategic and knowing what I want to talk about and what I want to take lead on and perfecting that. Yeah. So that helped me. Um, again, and then, you know, another thing I would tell introverts to is not to not hold anything in. Like if you have someone at work that you connect with or even someone on your team or, you know, just bounce ideas off of other people get out of your head so much because that's something that I'm working on is that I can't hold everything in because then it builds up into frustration and you know people are like whoa I didn't expect this from introvert over there like she's a little feisty so <laughs> <laughs> you know don't hold things in so much yeah. um, ideas off of other people and just get it out yeah i'm a true extrovert and i think a part of being uh emotionally intelligent is and one thing that i did is i also noticed introverts in the room and sometimes you got to know when to shut up as an extrovert and you have to know when to when other people in the room have something to say but maybe they're afraid to say it or they don't want to speak up or they're in their head just call on people in the room to be like I know Brittany's introverted let me just call and be and Brittany did you what, what what do you think and it gives just people an opportunity it makes people feel comfortable and gives them a space to speak so yeah I think introverts struggle with like oh I don't want to say the wrong thing or I don't want to offend anybody or I don't know if this is good enough it's it's pretty much overthinking you yeah. know so yeah. that's I'm learning to not overthink and to just relax. Relax, Relax, child. Relax. I don't know if, okay. Um, (laughs) Well, okay. So a more relaxed question. What's your favorite dessert? And so I'm asking you this. I did this series on TikTok where what's your favorite dessert says about you. So I wanted to use this as an opportunity to judge you really quick. 
Okay, so there's this one dessert that I really love. Um, it's from Bodega Louis downtown. It's a little bougie. A little. It's like a, it's basically <laughs> just like a fancy uh, strawberry shortcake. Okay. But it has like gold flakes on it. And it has like this little like clear sugar drizzle stuff. It's just so good. It's it's French. It's called Fragier or something like that. But it's bomb. It's like a, a regular fancied up strawberry shortcake. Oh, okay. I said that uh, if you love strawberry shortcake, you're not greedy, you're generous. And I think Brittany is generous. That's true. Okay. <laughs> the sharing is caring. <laughs> Uh, well, y'all, we're going to take a quick break, one more break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk uh, about some trending topics, including uh, Trump Jr. and his cocaine addiction, uh, 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 allegedly, and uh, Masika, child. So we'll be right back. Let's take a quick break. <laughs> I'm Jasmine W. I'm here with Brittany Dixon, and this is Colored Couch Conversations. And now we're about to talk about some trending topics, okay? So cocaine was trending on Twitter after Donald Trump Jr. was a part of the GOP convention. That was a mess. He, Everybody said he was high as a kite, honey. I don't know because I, I've never done cocaine. I've never done cocaine either. I don't know why his eyes were so glossy. Like, <laughs> like his eyes were glossed. Like, he just looked completely out of it. Maybe he was crying. Maybe his dad was backstage like, don't fuck this up. <laughs> because his, didn't his dad call him? He said he wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer. Maybe he felt like the pressure was on. I was reading some stuff saying that, you know, he felt like they were losing um, the election and they were going to lose. And so I don't know if that had anything to do with it. But he did look high. And then his girlfriend didn't she speak to child i don't know i just saw i was laughing at she was yelling at the camera they both were off like i'm like who are you talking to it's empty in there <laughs> off is off is the right term to use to describe it it was a little off i just i didn't watch it i watched the clips of him with his eyes glazed over i didn't even watch the clips of her because i didn't feel like getting mad Brittany. to be honest me either i only watch short clips I just can't they're just ridiculous yeah absolutely ridiculous he did his his eyes looked completely glazed over almost like tears were about to come out of him uh, <laughs> um, but you know Donald Trump Jr. made me think about something and the re the reason I'm asking you this is because the reality is we work hard so that our kids do ha will have some privilege like that's literally why we work hard so I'm wondering when you become wildly successful what privilege do you want your kids to have that they are completely unqualified for or maybe unqualified for or what privilege do you want them to have in general okay I'm in film and television I fully believe in nepotism I'm <laughs> Um, so because I never in my field, I didn't have those opportunities. And I saw a lot of people around me who were put in positions who were dumb as hell and their daddy worked for this and that and did this and that. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I want my kids to have these privileges, but I don't want them to be completely stupid. Right. So, I mean, if, 
you know, I want my kid to direct a project and they're a shitty director. It just is what it is. So-and-so, Brittany is my mama and I'm here. What's up? <laughs> I definitely, me and my husband think about it all the time. I'm like, what's, what what school my kid's going to get into because of the name we've made for ourselves? Or what, what job is my kid going to get because of the name we've made for ourselves, honey? I know it's definitely something to think about because I plan to have kids. I have, I don't know who my husband is yet. But um, that's something to think about, seriously, because I want my kids to excel. And what if they come out like completely not ambitious, don't want to do anything like I that for somebody like me, that would be insane. That would be completely crazy. So I just can't even imagine like they need to be smart. They need to be enthusiastic about life. I need them to be a go getter. Yeah. And if they're not, I'm just going to have to push them to do that. So, and hopefully it works out okay. I've definitely had my mom tell me, you know, oh, you're not going to come into my career and my job and make me look bad. I'm not getting you a job here unless you're serious because I know yeah. how you are and I know what you want to do with your life. So you need to make sure that you're serious because you're not about to mess anything up for me. So I think I will have the same attitude yeah and I wouldn't put them on stage to do a speech if they're high or don't even know what qualified like <laughs> I wouldn't even want anybody to know that like uh, -uh that's my son back here yeah you don't know him close the curtain close the curtain close the curtain you know what? I think that I, I think people like the Trump family are completely so out of touch with reality that they really believe probably people, people won't notice. I've heard some of my guy friends talk about Coke and how it makes you believe you can do anything. So he probably really had the most confidence when he went on stage. He probably really thought he was looking good and knew what he was talking about. He looked crazy. <laughs> like, what was Trump thinking? You're you have he has more than one child that's the thing when you have a bunch of kids pick the smartest one pick the one that's gonna that's a winner like it just happens there's always one in every family that's just not gonna excel at certain things so why would you choose that one to go on stage and represent you that's a no that is so scary that, that i'll be sometimes thinking like man maybe i should only have one kid so i could just focus on that one yeah, when you have a bunch of them, it's always going to be one or two in the bunch. That's just like, ooh. <laughs> enough oxygen coming out. Okay. <laughs> not enough oxygen. Well, speaking of not having enough oxygen to the brain, honey, um, Masika is trending today, which is 826. Okay, it's August 26 today. And Masika is trending and she's being dragged after she called herself promoting awareness for sex trafficking in the ROSE organization, R-O-S-E organization, by getting in a bikini, going on OnlyFans, pretending that she got kidnapped and for sex trafficking, and also showing off her ass and asking people to donate to her, not the organization. I I'm confused about what that even was. Like, did you see the video? I definitely saw the video. I think she was in lingerie. Yeah. She was in lingerie and I saw her ass about three times. She made sure to show that ass. She did. Turned around. It was like one little fake bruise on the, the <laughs> ass. Like, they beat me up. They beat me up. I'm like, what? is going on what was she thinking and you know i think she's 
a beautiful woman. She has a platform where she can do so much good. She has a beautiful daughter. I mm. think, you know, she's also a Gemini. So, you know, I'm like, what is going on? What were you thinking? And the fact that she didn't have permission from um, the organization to actually put that out. And it's on OnlyFans. Weird. It's like really crazy. She didn't think that through. It was not cute. It was not attractive. And I, I'm just not for it. I feel like you're taking something very serious and you're turning it into something. You're sexualizing sex trafficking. Like yes. what, that doesn't go together. Oh she my God. It the right way. And, and the acting was terrible. Like it could have really been done the right way. Cause like I said, she has the platform and the following to really shed some light on some major issues. And she just didn't do it correctly. And, it, and I don't know who's on her team, but they shouldn't have let her put that out. That, sh that wasn't thought all the way through. And the uh, everybody send $100 each. What? But hold on. Well, she was asking. She, she put the Rose organization. Then she was asking people to donate $100. But it wasn't clear to me who, who where the $100 was going. Is it going to you? Right. I don't know. But you know what? Um... I don't, I think the president of the organization or someone went on, yeah. and, you know, said that we didn't authorize this and we won't be accepting any donations from OnlyFans. Yeah. So we're not promoting anything like that. This yeah. is about women and children who have been trafficked, not promoting anything sexual, period. And I think it's completely made a mockery of women who have actually been sex trafficked and who have actually like had to be out on the streets and survive after being sex trafficked. And actually women who have not survived after being sex trafficking. I think it was just pretty disgraceful. I think it would have been different if she just went on her Instagram and say, hey, I recently found out about the Rose organization and I just want to call my followers to donate because I think it's, it's great what they're doing. But why are you in lingerie? Why are you on OnlyFans? Why do you have fake bruises on you? I'm confused. Yeah, the whole thing, it was just very insensitive. It wasn't thought out. Again, I don't know who's on her team. It wasn't BED Productions because we would have shot the hell out of that PSA. And it would have been appropriate. Yeah. You know? It would have been just on point. And I feel like maybe her, I don't even think her heart was in the right place because it was no. on OnlyFans. No. And you're asking people to donate $100 each to who? To yourself? It was just, I'm just disappointed, honestly, as a black woman to another black woman. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah. This, what is the real motive? And then you showed your ass like three times. Like, we know you have ass. Come on now. It was weird. It was weird. It was very weird. And it's all over the blogs. Like, you're viral for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Like, you know, and honestly, I really, I actually really like Masika, her personality. I think she's lively. She's hilarious. Yeah. I it's... love watching her stuff, her content. Like, she's so funny. She's beautiful. Like I said, she just has an amazing platform to do amazing things. And this, unfortunately, it was just a mistake that I don't know. I'm sure she can bounce back from, but it's definitely... It was just weird. It was weird. It was a mystica. <laughs> That's a play on mistake, child. Anyway. <laughs> oh, well, listen, y'all. I hope that uh, she does bounce from this. I hope she comes out and apologizes, understands where she went wrong, 
And I think, you know, it's okay to start. To me, if that's what you need to do to, to survive during the pandemic and everything, you want to start an OnlyFans, you want to support your family, things are shut down, I think it's okay to do that. However, don't be so thirsty that you will exploit um, a good cause or something that actually needs to be brought awareness to in order to show your ass and get tips. Please, don't do it. Yeah, send me tips. She did say that. Send me tips. Tips. Girl. that was just wrong it was wrong it was wrong she needs to make a statement just it was flat out wrong and like you said only hey it's hard times only fans do what you got to do i've actually been getting people dming me about pictures of my feet and stuff <gasps> have you i have i'm like this is really a thing like i keep getting i'm like okay should i do this do it don't ever put your face in it just do it my feet i think i can do that girl do it do it i got all types of ideas too whipped cream toes in your in whipped cream <laughs> squeeze some marshmallows with your toes child whatever they need you to do and and charge premium for them to 80 80 to 90 100 dollars. i think i'm gonna do it do it why not you got bills do it <laughs> this rent gotta be paid <laughs> Uh, well, y'all, we are in the Keep It Real corner. I actually had somebody reach out to me. I wish that I could give you a shout out um, that said that they love the Keep It Real corner on TikTok the other day. So thank you so much if you're listening. Um, so I had some people DM me on Instagram and ask for advice. Kayla actually asked. Actually, I don't like to say people's name, but I think this is a good question. But <laughs> Kayla asked, how do you stay mentally healthy with all this black trauma on your timeline. So what are some of the things that you do, Brittany, to stay sane while we are watching black men get shot at, killed, paralyzed? It seems to be week after week. It is week after week, and you know what? Um, It's been very emotional for me. It really has. Um, It's really taken a toll on me, and I think reaching out to the, the people around me has helped a lot. Um, checking in on people and making sure they're okay has helped me personally, you know, to hear another perspective. You know, my business partner, Emmanuel, is a black man and I worry about him a lot. My father, I worry about him. My brother, my cousins, my uncles, I worry about all of them. So for me, just checking in on them and making sure that they are okay, making sure that my sister's okay. Even sometimes we talk a lot like during, before our meetings, we talk about our week and how things are going. It just feels good to connect with my people and making sure that they're okay. And also taking part in whatever I can. Like I did participate in some of the protests um, which was a bit scary because the police were inciting violence. They were the ones inciting the violence. And it felt good to actually step out and say, you know what, my voice is going to be heard and you're going to see. And I went out with Emmanuel and we filmed a lot of the protests. We talked to a lot of people and a lot of the people are feeling the same way. Um, we're emotionally drained. We're tired. We're sick. You know, these are our brothers and sisters being gunned down for no reason. Right now, we all need to come together. And I feel like I am 
in a space where I want to be around other Black people and uplift, and that brings me joy. So if I can support someone's business, if I can support someone's platform, if I can be just an ear to listen, you know, that to me has helped me being able to reach out to other people. I totally agree. I actually didn't. I think that's such great advice is when you see this happening week after week, it makes you think about the, especially the black men, but the black people that you care about and just reaching out to them just to make sure that they're okay. Not only makes you feel good. Yeah. To get a call from your cousin or, you know, somebody in your family or a friend just to make sure that you are okay and talk to them for even like 10 minutes is such good advice. And it costs nothing to do that, to just reach out to somebody to make sure that they're good. Absolutely nothing. It's so beneficial to just check on somebody. Yeah, yeah. That's really good advice, Brittany. I'm gonna take you up on that too, because I've, you know, every now and then, especially when this happens, I like to highlight black men that I know that are excelling at everything that they do on my Instagram page. Um, just because I feel like it's so important to counteract that negativity that's being out and that's being, you know, spread about black men with some positivity and some positive black men that I know. Um, but, you know, to reach out to people who, you know, I don't talk to a lot in my family, especially if they live in places where they're, to me, at more of a risk. Like, I have family in Alabama, Louisiana, stuff like that. Like, you have to really be careful out there even more so. So that's good advice. Thank you. All right, y'all. Well, listen, we are at the end of the podcast. Brittany, please tell us how we can keep up with you, okay? I think anybody listening just... They need to be following you, period, okay? You see the positive energy that's just flowing right now. How can people keep up with you? Um, Keep up with me on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at Brittany M. Dixon. That's B-R-I-T-T-N-I-M-D-I-X-O-N. And then also follow my business page at B-E-D Productions L-A. That's B.E.D.D. D dot productions LA on Instagram. Yes, make sure y'all follow it. If you're watching on YouTube, of course, you'll see Brittany's um, Instagram Embed Productions handle on the bottom of the screen. But if not, you can also go to Colored Couch Conversations because she Embed will be pa- tagged on the page on some of the posts. So y'all don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the platform you're listening on right now. And if you loved Colored Couch Conversations, make sure to tell someone about the show, okay? Do not be selfish. Why are you doing that? You can follow us on Instagram at Colored Couch Conversations and watch the show on my YouTube. That's Comedian Jasmine W, spelled J-A-Z-M-Y-N. Thanks to my dad. Thank you for listening. And thanks, thanks for being on the show, Brittany. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Girl loved having you, girl. <laughs> Bye.